All right. Well, Shane, we are back. And the first thing that our listeners may not know, but our viewers do, is you are in a different location. Where are you? Yeah, so I am in Lisbon, Portugal. <laughs> that is so awesome. And when did you get there? How long did it take you to get there? Well, so a little bit of backstory. So we drove, we drove, we, we drove to Chicago, uh, considerably cheaper flights for three, for three of us to fly out. Mm-hmm. So we drove, we drove to Chicago Sunday, flew out Monday afternoon. Um, and, and a little, and this may be helpful for a lot of our folks who are, you know, maybe doing business, international business or, you know, international vacations coming up. Uh, some things that were new to me in this whole process that I was unaware of, um, it, so we flew from Chicago straight into Amsterdam. Amsterdam has no customs. So if you fly from an international, you just walk right into the airport. You just like you're you're in the country. Once you get off the plane, you're you're good to go, um, which was which was different. Obviously, mm-hmm. anywhere I've mm-hmm. ever flown, um, maybe I've had that happen one one time. But um, our flight got a little delayed in Amsterdam. We flew. We ended, we, we ended up staying about six and a half, seven hours in the airport, and it is not conducive um, to, let, to to rest anywhere there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to have your mask on the whole time. Okay. Um, after after wearing it for the entire flight, entire seven hours on a flight, um, the only time you can have it off is if you're eating. So we sat and had a very long snack and very slow. You know, slow yeah, 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 we, yeah. We, we, we did. Um, and then I ended up actually paying to get into their lounge. So they have a lounge, a separate like VIP lounge you can pay to get into. Okay. And, I, and when you're in there sitting down, you can have your mask off. So I just went, it was well worth I bet. The three hours to sit in there. Once I figured out that I could do that. I mean, I've, I've mm-hmm. never been there, so I wasn't really for sure what I could do. And cause it's KLM mm-hmm. there. It's not Delta and yeah, you know, those different things. So did that, um, about six and a half, seven hours. And then we flew for three hours from there to, to here to Lisbon and got here, um, Tuesday afternoon, mm-hmm. got checked into the Airbnb and it was, it was, I mean, it, we, we, we were zapped, didn't really sleep on the plane. So we kind of stayed up and kind of fought through it, went out and walked around a little bit, took in mm-hmm. some of the sites, um, and then came back and ordered in some dinner and crashed and then woke, we slept in the next morning and mm-hmm. started our, um, our recon mission, if you will. Uh huh. Well, let, let me take a second to backtrack a little bit for our listeners. If they are new to our podcast, you know, this is the work week after hours with Shane Howard and Steve Cadigan. And what we like to do is talk about what hap- what's happened in the world of work. And it just so happens one of our most uh, viewed episodes was talking around everyone's life-changing perspectives and opportunities for people to take. And, and what happened is Shane uh, and his family have decided to really um, pursue something, an opportunity that has come about because uh, of their, you know, opportunity to see the world differently thanks to the pandemic, and now they are beginning a journey of migration to to Portugal for an un, unknown period of time. And uh, last episode, we talked about, you know, uh, making those first steps. You know, introducing the concept to the kids, to your friends, to your family, to your community, and what that's like, and then getting, you know, getting ready for for that. And now. 
Shane just left a few days ago, literally, to do a recon mission uh, with his wife and a member of the family. And so, you know, what what I thought would be fun to do this week, Shane, is just sort of give us your first impressions. Like, okay, obviously international travel, you've done a ton of it. I've done a ton of it. It can be really exhausting, uh, but you just kind of, your body just sort of has got to adapt. You got that first sleep in. Um, and now, okay, now it's like, all right, Neither of you had ever really been to Lisbon before. Is that yeah, right? Not at all. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So now you are, and you've heard, you did a lot of, re, you, you know, anyone who knows you, and I've known you for a little while now, I mean, you, you do not just do, do things without checking things out. So I know you did a lot right. of, a lot of homework, yep. but, but tasting that experience for the first time, breathing the air, seeing the, seeing it through your own lens is different from anything you could ever read. So what's the initial, What's your initial vibe now that you've been there a few days? Um, so overall, uh, I would say definitely better than in, in that are, um, you know, you know, the, the ironic parts to that are we had some different neighborhoods that we thought were going to be what we liked, what we didn't like. So we got an Airbnb actually in one of those neighborhoods thinking that we would be scouting the area where we're at as soon as we pulled into the neighborhood it's not a bad neighborhood this is not a family neighborhood um okay. not a lot of kids rolling around um you know a lot more nightlife probably than you know what you know what we want to be around just as a family and uh so so quickly knew like okay this isn't a neighborhood. So we're, we don't have to, we don't have to scout here. We don't have to walk mm -hmm. around and check this out. Um, now, um, Saldana, which is a neighborhood that we have done a lot of research on a uh, lot more, a lot more business folks there, uh, a lot more expats there, did some research there, got there, immediately felt at home, immediately felt comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, the neighborhood is, um, probably better than expected. Uh, there we, we knew some of the familiar landmarks while we were there. Um, that, that was great. Um, the people have all been amazing anytime. And I know a lot of people, you know, there, there, there's some interesting stats up until maybe 10 years ago, half of the United States didn't even have a passport. And then I think right now, half of the people with a passport have never used it. Um, mm. so I know a lot of people have a lot of apprehension and fear, of going and leaving the United States. And I'm not talking about Canada or the Caribbean or Mexico. I'm talking about leaving the continent and mm -hmm. going completely, you know, around the world uh, to where maybe you're, you don't know as much or it's intimidating, whether it's the food, whether it's the culture, whether it's safety, yep. whether it's, you know, all these different things. And now I have the, the luxury of being a very big guy. I'm six foot six. I'm you know, I, I, I'm not scared of much. Right. Um, mm -hmm. so, so I'm not uncomfortable in any environment, but my wife obviously doesn't have that luxury. You know, her aunt who's with us, she doesn't have that luxury. So they haven't felt that way, you know, here either. It's, it felt very, very safe. You know, I've, I've not had that moment where we're walking down the street and I felt like I had to kind of move them or stand, you know, stand next to them to where, you know, in that we haven't had that. We haven't had that at all. And so, so, so we checked out Saldana. Everything's been great. Everything has been, um, yeah, 
the first impressions were, I'm tired and this looks nice. So hopefully mm-hmm. it doesn't just look nice just because I'm glad to be off an airplane and out of an airport. Um, but yeah, to, today was our second full day here and mm-hmm. it's been, I mean, it's been great. It's been great. Yeah, it's that's awesome to hear, Shane. That's that's great, and especially finding a neighborhood that you guys feel feels like home. Now, um, you traveled a wor- the world, so you know uh, the question I'm about to ask you is just sort of convenience. So, one of the things when uh, you go to some countries is their electrical currents are different. The you know the adapters you need, you know, you need to get some of those adapters. Um, in some country, you know, Australia, they've got, they, they've got sort of like an, an angled prong instead of a straight prong, like we're used to in the U S and it's all, it's all different. Uh, is, is that a big leap in Portugal for those simple, like electrical appliances? Is it a completely like you, yeah. are you able to bring your ones from the U S or are you going to have to just buy new ones yeah. or how's that going to work? So, so, so this, this is why I love my and your relationship because we, we did not discuss this at all, <laughs> but had you, had you have seen me preparing for setting up my computer and my charger and all of this, I literally had to scour the house. This episode wasn't going to happen. (laughs) So, so, so this adapter right here is what I brought with me, which is historically what works. Uh However, the two round ones, basically, those are the the two two round round ones. Uh So what I have been trying, so what I had to try and do here at the place we're staying, I don't know if this is traditionally in Portugal everywhere, but their outlets are circular. This is like fitting a square peg into a round <laughs> hole. It does not work. So I literally have been scouring the house because I've used my laptop enough, but I mean, it, I mean, I had 24%. It was fully charged when I got here. So I've just, you know, just used it when I needed to. Mm-hmm. And there was a, there was a, like just a, a drawer with some spare stuff in it here in the Airbnb and I found it. And now, you know, now I have, you know, 53% battery and we're doing an episode and we're, and we're going. So, uh, so we brought these, um, this is a, this is an F or a C, I believe is what the, it's a C or an F. There's two different ones that have the poles. Um, okay. yeah, you, you gotta bring, you gotta bring these. Um, I, 100% would recommend the round ones over the square ones. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Amazon and UPS with the whole pandemic, and I hate to blame the pandemic on everything, but um, with the whole pandemic and, and everything, um, Amazon shipping where we are, even though I'm literally 20 minutes from their hub and UP, the UPS hub, um, everything was delayed. So everything that was supposed to get to me Saturday before I left, which was the right plugs, all showed up. Um, after I was already in Chicago. So, oh, that's too um, bad. So, so that, so that, that was helpful, but yeah, again, we hadn't even talked about this. So right. it, it, it is a, it is a bit of a, uh, we've been able to make these work, but for whatever reason, this would not work with my computer, uh, charger mm-hmm. when I think it, cause it was too heavy and it was, it was weighing it down a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Th- there are, there are challenges. There are, there are challenges. Um, but it's a minor inconvenience. Really, mm-hmm. it's not really uh, a stressful thing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, traveling is, you know, international travel for me. I don't, you know, I, I'll speak for myself. For me, it's a very freeing thing. And I'm actually very, very comfortable outside of our country um, just because of the so. I mean, I've probably, I've probably spent in the last, 
we'll call it 10 years, I've probably spent at least a thousand days, maybe 1500 days or more out of the country in the last 10 years. And I just feel, I feel comfortable. You know, I, I, Mm -hmm. I just, I just feel, um, there are challenges, but, but it's not really challenges because it's just, it's just different than what you're used to. It's kind of like, um, you know, it's kind of like going to McDonald's, right? You can Mm -hmm. go to McDonald's and what they serve in California, there's going to be a few menu items that are going to be different in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And just like when I come here, there's a few menu items that are going to be different here. Sure. You know, in Portugal. Sure. And, and Shane, we're obviously in the middle of a pandemic right now. And how are you seeing people relating, handling, dealing with the pandemic relative to, you know, mass, no mass, uh, you know, comfort level, discomfort level. Like, you know, you were in um, Amsterdam for a while. You said everything, you know, mass up everywhere except for the lounge. Now that you're in Portugal, like what's that vibe like compared to, you know, where you were in Kentucky? Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's really interesting. And, and none of this is an indictment or a negative strike towards the United States. This is just me comparing my experience from one to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, here, I was in a mall all day today, scoping out different places to buy kids clothes and buy home goods and buy furniture and these different things mm-hmm. here. No one is walking around without a mask. You, you literally do not see anyone walking. If they get up from the table or if they're not the one eating at the table, they've got their mask on mm-hmm. um, willingly. Like no one's walking around, tapping them on the shoulder saying, Hey, put your mask on. It's over the nose. It's fit. Like it's supposed to fit. Um, to go into most stores, there's either a line because they only limit so many people in, or they make you, um, hand sanitize before you go in. Um, which, which again, it's, you know, you look at it and you say, ah, well, I don't really want to do that. But I mean, it's, it's not that again, it's a minor disruption in your movement. It's not a, it's not a, it's not an issue. Um, Uber here, Uber XL is limited to only three people. Um, so you can't have four or five people in a, you know, you know, in a, in a, in a large Uber for that very reason for, you know, for the COVID both for density, the past density of people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For the passengers and, um, and the, uh, and the driver, you know, we don't think about the driver that's got to sit there and breathe in everybody else's air who's in and out. A guy, mm-hmm. a guy drove me today. And I mean, this guy's driven 9,000 trips in his time working for Uber. I mean, he's breathing in everybody else's germs from around the world. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, you know, thinking, thinking about those things, um, they've, they've recently put some new restrictions in place because they've had, they've had an uptick in some cases here. They've got about 30% of the population vaccinated here. So, um, overall it's been very, um, been very, everybody seems very compliant. I mean, I'm sure they're frustrated and, mm-hmm. you know, now I don't wear a mask when I'm walking down the street, seven out of 10 people are, mm-hmm. um, when I, but when I go inside somewhere, I put my mask on and sure. Um, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what I'm sort of hearing you say, Shane, is there doesn't seem to be polarized views on what people's safety you know, how to comport yourself to engender a safer environment that everyone seems to be on the same page. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, even, even if they Mm -hmm. disagree with it, it's not the, we, well, you're definitely not putting words in my mouth. So there, there's not the, um, 
my freedom is being infringed upon because I have to be, I have to do the right thing for society. Right. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. um, you know, so yeah, so that's not, but uh, I think that, and and Shane, I, I think that goes back to something you said a few minutes ago, which is, it is incredibly educational experience to go to another country and see how they handle things differently than the United States does. And, you know, it, there's not to, you know, point uh, fingers or point blame on anyone, but if you don't leave your country, wherever that is, you don't have a real appreciation for difference. And we can fill our eyeballs and our minds with American television and American shows and American produced stuff. And we're unique in that regard. Many other countries are consuming American content because we produce yeah. a ton. So they got a little sense of what's going on in the States, but we don't always get, you know, a, a mini series produced in Portugal or a mini series produced in, yeah. in um, you know, in the Netherlands or things like that. So that experience is really, really healthy, you know, to yeah, sort of it, see the world from a different lens. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. Um, you know, I think people think that they're cultured and not in like a, by no means attacking or belittling the process, but sometimes you hear people say, well, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of our country. I've been to the North. I've been to the South. I've been out West. Um, you know, I've been down to Florida, you know, I'm, I'm pretty cultured. I don't know that, you know, our culture is really a mix of kind of everybody's culture. So, um, America, you know, American history only goes back a couple hundred years, right? Mm-hmm. What, what, mm-hmm. what we say our history is right. Like native American history mm-hmm. obviously goes back much further than that. But, um, you know, America as a country, our history, you know, I was in just the other day, uh, or two yeah, yesterday we were walking around and we were in one, uh, we were in, the um there's a big courtyard and i'm not even going to pr- try to pronounce the name because i'll butcher it and offend somebody but there's a big courtyard that comes right down to the river and a lot of people don't know this but as a capital city lisbon is actually older than rome so it's the oldest capital city um in uh, in europe and we're walking around in this place that's been there for who knows how long mm-hmm. and where you know vasco da gama and magellan and these people set sail and they set out and it's and it's wild to think about that even now it's even wild to think that that's where I'm going to live like I'm going to be able to yeah. go down here and you know walk the same place they walked and, right. and do those and things I'm, am I right in remembering the airport is called the Leonardo da Vinci airport is that right um I don't know about that okay. I don't know I don't right. know about that I don't know about yeah, that yeah I mean it so let me bring up another uh experience I've had going to Europe or other countries for that matter which is sort of embarrassing I've been to Spain a bunch of times and sitting around the table and we start talking about world issues. And all of a sudden I start to realize that the people from another country know as much in some cases more about the history of my country than I do. <laughs> and that was very, very humbling to the point where, you know, you sit me down right now and say, Steve, we're going to put a gun on the table. You need to name every prime minister or or political leader in you know, half the European states, I would fail. I would absolutely fail. Uh, And they're that not only do they know our presidents, but they know all the past presidents. They probably know, you know, uh, leaders of various states. It's really, it's a powerful, uh, sobering reality when you're like, well, I don't know much about your country. And then it's just an interesting, again, another moment to sort of go, whoa, you know, these people aren't from America, but they know my country as well or better than I do in some respects, which is absolutely. And and, and kind of tying all this in to some of the previous conversations that we've had, Steve, about how much 
the the future of work is changing and how much it is come is becoming very very global even in the work that you and I are doing together um mm-hmm. you know just today you and I have five or six different uh conversations going with some folks in Latin America some folks in Spain some folks in Switzerland some folks in Russia in the UK in the UK yep. like, mm-hmm. like in just today so right. you know you, you know is do we, do you think um, you know, I, I know I mentioned, uh, you know, mentioned to you having a conversation with a gentleman who's doing some really cool stuff and kind of bridging the gap between the, the contractor and the enterprise, the, the, you know, the big, you know, the bigger companies that don't really have access to tap into that stuff. Um, you know, is there, do you think more people, cause, cause we have to, event, I mean, I don't think we ever live in a place where you never see your coworkers or your team face to face, right? I think it, you know, mm-hmm. now there's this big push of doing these longer retreats to kind of build team rapport and, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things. Do you think now we start to see people transiting more who maybe wouldn't have or, um, you know, because different com- com- different countries have different culture around travel. Australia, for example, when they go on holiday, they leave the country. They don't go see their own country. They mm-hmm. get out and about. They go do that. So I'm just curious if you think, do you know, are we looking at a more global, are we looking at more global teams? Do you think, do you think that's going to play a factor into kind of the future of work? I think, yeah, I do. I do. I, I don't know that we're going to see that uh, in the, in the short term, but I definitely think we'll see in the long term for two reasons. One, people like you have, have determined, Hey, I, for what I do and how I do what I do, I can be anywhere. Uh, and I have the capacity and the capability and the courage to to do that. And secondly, organizations have learned uh, to raise their comfort level where they can hire and employ people and manage people remotely. So those two things, the individuals, you know, greater confidence in, in living somewhere else and, and having their life needs met uh, and our organizations similarly feel like the, the pool is bigger for opportunity. Now, the, there's so many ways we can go with this. And, and what one of the things that I'm excited about in our journey together is I want to know who you're meeting. I want to know, you know, are you running into people who are digital nomads? Are you running into people who are working in like a Canadian insurance company, but they're an actuary and it doesn't really matter where they, where they live. Like I'm, I'm so interested when you get your hands in yeah. to the community, like what are you finding? Because you're going to be sort of our scout, if you will, and in a country in a country that is known even in Europe as being tax favorable, they've yep. they've they've set a standard to uh, motivate um, wealthy business people or successful business people to come there and retire there. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see, you know, for example, one of the backlash things that happened in Spain was Barcelona, the the Catalan traditionalists are like, we are so over these tourists, get out. Like, we don't want any part of you. Now the pandemic's taken away tourism. They're like, well, maybe it wasn't so bad having the tourisms yeah. here. And so I know that when you invite uh, foreigners into your country and they bring their money and they start buying stuff and it raises the prices of your homes and makes it a little more unaffordable for you, what's the, how's that going to play out in yeah. Portugal? And, what, and are you going to get any sort of local resentment over time? It's just going to be interesting to see because that's all part of – the environment where you may want to live, like what's the vibe from the local? Like you don't want to, you don't want to be dealing, living in a place where you're not welcome. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's, that's one of those, 
you know, many things that I can't wait to have it revealed as after you sort of settle in there in the, in the year ahead. Yeah. So a, co- a couple of things with it. So we actually brought it up today um, at the restaurant that we ate at a traditional Portuguese restaurant. A gentleman was from Portugal that waited on us. Um, the cook was from Portugal. Um, it, it wasn't too busy. We got there right as they opened at 7 PM. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we were able to kind of talk and get to know him a little bit. We told him what we were doing and he was like, Oh, thank you so much. He was like, we need like our, our economy needs, you know, people coming here and living here and spending money and those things. Like we, we need that. So he, he, he was very, and everybody we've talked to. Um, second thing is a lady, and we talk about this whole, uh, work quake moving. So, uh, the lady who walked us around and gave us a tour of a neighborhood yesterday, uh, she is an architect and her husband, an architect, neither one of them actually practice architecture, um, at all. He is a, uh, also, a, a com- uh, he does um, computer programming and design. This is wild. He designed a board game that is meant to be played in like tournaments. Well, the pandemic hit when they were supposed to launch literally the same month. They pivoted and made the board game into a mobile game. Now online tournaments and did some crowdfunding and it's gone really, really well. And she's now a graphic designer helping out and doing some like it's 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 those different things. So it's happening. Yeah. And, you know, kind of going back to what I asked you and what you hit on about the teams being more diverse. So um, I don't want to I don't want to put his who it is, but I, I know someone close to me who recently left a job where he was sitting in the office every day and um, took a job working for a company um, in another country. And when they hired him on, they actually gave him the oppor- They gave him two different um, offers. So they gave him one offer to make, um, we'll call it, it, these aren't real numbers, but we'll call it $250,000 for this job to be an employee. You'll get benefits. You'll also get $250,000 in stock value and all these other employee benefits. Or you can be a contractor and we'll pay you $300,000 a year and give you $300,000 in stock options. You take care of your own insurance and then we'll pay your travel for any mandatory in-person things that we have to do. Right. And for him, he had never really went through that. And he was like, what Mm -hmm. does, like, why does that? I was like, well, you have freedom as a contractor and they realize that they don't want to lose you by taking that off the table or not having it on the table for when they, so they don't know that you don't know that. Like, they don't know that that's something that you would be into. He said, so I can literally work. For, I was like, you can work from anywhere you want to work from like that. Mm-hmm. You, Cause you're a contractor. They're not, they don't have any tax liability if you live somewhere or any of that. Right. And, and that's what he ended up doing. He was like, well, I get more money. I get more stock options if they ever go public, like, you know, these different things. And I was like, yeah, like that's, that's what you can do. And, and I think more and more of those things are going to come down the pipeline. Um, the, the world is, and you know, this, um, anybody who's traveled, you know, considerable amount and has been to Asia and Europe and Australia, New Zealand, the world is a very, very small place. And now we're, and I'm, I'm excited too. I'm excited to get out and meet these people. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to, tap into the local startup and entrepreneurship community, you know, community here and, um, you know, share with them, you know, what you and I are working on and, and these different things. I'm, 
I'm, I'm pumped. I, like I'm, I'm almost pissed that I have to wait a year <laughs> to do that. I, you know, I want to, I want to dive right into it. Right. Well, let me go back to something you said, because I really think this is worth uh, talking about. Um, it's the notion of that comment that you heard. Thank you for coming to our country. Our economy needs you. Was that a general comment or was that, do you think, did you interpret that because of the skills, the technical skills that you are bringing your wife's an educator? Like, was there, was it targeted on what you're bringing or is it just, Hey, you're an international, you know, yeah, we didn't, person. yeah, we, we didn't get, I think it was more the international business, um, mm -hmm. obviously more money, um, you know, money being spent, um, because I mean, wages here are relatively low as an mm -hmm. average income here. I think mm -hmm. the average annual income here is $9,000 a year. Um, and I think $145,000 a year is the top 10% um, earners in the country. Um, so, uh, or maybe the top 1% even. Wow. Um, so, you know, so, so when, so, so their tax, their tax things that are there, they have something called the non-habitual tax resident. And for 10 years, you are tax-free here. Um, and there are also some benefits to being an American. There are some tax benefits as well, where you can, you know, you can write off a bunch of money because mm -hmm. of you, because you live overseas. So I think they see that as like, oh, more, more, more people like you. And I'm sure, uh, look, I'm sure there are people there that are like, hey, like, don't come here. We don't want you here. We don't want your mm -hmm. money. We mm -hmm. don't want you coming here and influencing this or influencing that. And, you know, mm -hmm. those different things. But I mean, for the most, we I've yet, now, maybe they're just being really nice and not saying it to my face. I've yet to find someone in person that we've talked to and said, Hey, this is what we're wanting to do. And they weren't accommodating. Like even today we went to the, we went to the real estate place today and, um, they went and showed us an apartment in the neighborhood. And I was like, I want to have something to reference to. So if, if, if I were in the situation to where I just found the perfect place, you know what I'm looking for, you know what I need, you know, what quality that I'm looking for, that I feel comfortable enough making potentially mm -hmm. a, um, you know, a, a sight unseen thing. But I mean, again, you can video, you can give me walkthroughs, right. you can do those things. And he was like, yeah, he's like, actually, and he said, actually, what we'll do is if you, you know, you end up locking something in and you have furniture delivered and those things, he's like, just let us know if you have stuff coming, a big order coming in from Amazon or whatever, let us know. Like we'll, we'll have someone come in here and set it all up for you. And so when you get here, you're, you know, you're home, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're where, you're where you want to be. And, um, you know, there, there are some different nuances that we have picked up on that, um, there, there definitely is, I mean, I think, I don't think this, and it's not a knock to, you know, any political side in America or a mm -hmm. knock to America, but the reality of it is as Americans, we, we definitely take for granted a lot of the things that we have, um, we, yep. you know, a lot of the, you know, freedoms and, you know, financial things and customer mm -hmm. service things and, you know, those different things. So to be impressed and to be, when somebody goes out of their way to tell you, We'll do what we, you'd let us know. Our job is that, that literally that's what he said. Our job is to make you happy. Like that's, mm -hmm. he looked at me and said, another grown man looked at me and told me that. It's, that's kind of what I was like, ah, yeah. Like, I, yeah. And that's what's interesting. And what's interesting on that, Shane, is, and I don't think we went into a lot of depth on this in the last uh, discussion around your journey, but you're renting a house in the US right now. 
Did you run into yeah, I just, any? I just sold my house. Yeah, yeah, and then we right, rented. Yeah. Right, and you sold your house and rented. Did you run into any rental agent that served served you the same? Hey, man, we're going to take care of you, um, and you know anything we can do to make a CC, or was it sort of like you are ready for a street fight to find a you know a something that yeah. because the inventory is low. Um, yeah, the inventory is low, and I've re- we reached out to a lot of people, and most people are like, okay, yeah, if I come across something, I'll let you know. I mean, they're yeah, they're <laughs> good luck with let, that. They're yeah. not gonna let me know. Uh, we just happened to stumble upon a, a you know a, some property that that we knew the owners of with their builders in town, and we knew them, and mm-hmm. um, it, it it worked out. Um, right, you know, but you but, had to do the effort. There wasn't yeah. a system, and 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 you know, I don't know to the, to what extent in the community that you're still in in the U.S. has a lot of foreign, um, you know, uh, immigrants coming to to look to work, so, so that maybe the, yeah. the 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 service experience of an immigrant would be different compared to what you're facing. Sure, I have I have a quick story that I'll share, and then I want to ask you to tell us what's net what's what's on your checklist for the rest of your visit so that the the, we can check up on it a few weeks out but um i as you know i lived in canada for a couple years uh when i arrived i had a reach out email from the immigration authorities in canada in british columbia Mm -hmm. and they met with me over lunch twice how's it going anything we can do to make the the you know how was it getting a social insurance number basically the Canadian equivalent of a social security card in the U.S. Yep, how has yep. it been to to get your health insurance card? Uh, are you is there did it, was there a hard time getting a bank account? Is there anything we could do to help facilitate that? Can you give us anything we could do better for people that go through this before they knew I was an executive? They knew I was with a technology company, and they were like, "Would you be interested in being on our committee?" to be an advisor to how we yeah. can make this better for tech executives. I was just blown away. And then, you know, talking to colleagues have come to the U S and it's just basically like, you're not feeling welcome. It's a grind. No one's making your path easier. They're, they're suspicious. I had the complete opposite feeling. Um, and so it's great. Uh, and it's, you don't know that if you have never, if you've never done it, if you've never lived in another country, setting up bank accounts, getting, you know, just, you can't get a bank account in the U S unless you have a whole bunch of stuff lined up. It's not a no brainer. Yeah. Um, and when you're new, right. And so it sounds like, and we haven't, you haven't started that process yet, but you're going to start. I'm sure that's part of what you need to start checking. I was like, what do I need to deliver? Do I have to get a local driver's license? Can I use my one from the year? Like all those things that are really, really big. Right. Yeah. So, um, very, very similar to here. So actually the folks that did the real estate stuff, you know, that's one of the things they mentioned, Hey, if you need help, um, you know, whether it's, you know, um, setting up a bank account, setting up utilities, you know, what, whatever Mm -hmm. that stuff is, like, you just let us know. We'll, you know, if you, if you can handle it, then, Hey, you can handle it. And that's great. If you can't let us know, um, you know, we'll, we'll be happy to do those things. Like it, it's, I mean, you know, look, are there people in the United States that go out of their way to help you? Absolutely. Uh, we've got great people in the United States. There's great people everywhere, right. but it's not, it's not customary. Um, where here it's customary here. It's something that is mm-hmm. almost expected. I think, um, from the people and, and to be honest, um, it shouldn't be because we're the ones, you know, you can look at it and say, well, we're the one moving into your country, you know, figure it out. Like, you know, here, mm-hmm. But the other side to it is, I think the way they look at it is, is, you know, we're a guest in their home. So we want to make you comfortable. We want you to enjoy it. We want you, if you're happy, then our community's happy. Right. So, right. Right. Um, wow. yeah. That. So, yeah. So, so, so I think it's, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, next for us is um, we'll start the process of getting what's called a NIF. So there's a NIF number. It's not a social security number, but kind of is. Um, You've got a bunch of different numbers here uh, for those different things. And and we'll have some different episodes where I'll kind of break down the insurance part of it and all of that. Mm -hmm. We're we're coming back in October to bring the kids. So we're going to set up some bank accounts, I think, when we move then. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of have that process done. And some yeah. people I've talked to some people are like, so you're just going to open a bank account and put your money in a bank in some foreign country. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. here's what's crazy. So we talk about comparisons and we've compared mm-hmm. a lot. You know, there, there's, there's a couple numbers and in, in statistics and in, in comparisons that I think most America, again, we talk about taking things for granted and yep. we talk about assuming certain things. So when, when it comes up, why Portugal? Well, um, it's the third safest country in the world, ranked by any way you want to rank it. The United States, the United States, I think, is ranked 126th. Um, if you looked at all the countries before the United States and you've never traveled out of the United States, I guarantee if you hadn't looked at that list and we said, hey, would you go here? You'd probably say, no, I, you know, I wouldn't feel safe. It's not, you know, no, I'd be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, countries that I'm not going to name because it would be, um, you know, uh, stereotyping them and I'm not going to mm-hmm. do that, but we all, we're Americans. Like that's, that's what we've done. Right. Um, the other part is, um, the, the, it, it, the medical system. So the medical system here is ranked and I've, and I'm, I'm meant to tell you something about this. Um, this is, this is actually really interesting. So the medical system here uh, is ranked 11th in the world. United States is ranked 26th. We also found out that you can start medical school here in Portugal as soon as you graduate high school. So there's no going and doing gen ed and doing four years of, mm-hmm. you know, something. And they, they start studying medical school and it's a six year degree. So by the time you're 24 years old, you're a doctor. Mm-hmm. And, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. The other thing, um, out of the top 150, um, most stable banks in the world, Mm-hmm. One, and I think it's like 142nd resides in the United States. One, and it's like the Farmers Credit Union of Nebraska. I think uh-huh. is what it is. Like it's it's so so more per capita, more banks go out of business and lose money in the United States than any other country in the world. And now you can maybe make an argument for, you know, some, mm-hmm. you know, their economy and whatever. But mm-hmm. when, when we're talking about putting our money somewhere safe, putting it safe, you know, America is the perceived thing from Americans of, and I'm That's sure right. other people right. think the same thing. I'm sure. Sure. Their own you know, country. I'm sure the yep. British think mm-hmm. their banks are mm-hmm. safe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm right. sure. I'm sure that's the case, but right. yeah, it's really, it's really wild. It's really wild. Yeah. So that'll be our yeah. next steps. We're going to see. We're going to see some more episodes or more uh, episodes. We're going to see some more um, um, neighborhoods over the next couple of days. Okay. Do some walking and those kind of things. Yep. So. All right. So you've got a sense for, you know, neighborhood compatibility. You've already talked about, you've checked, you know, healthcare insurance, boom, check, you know, livability, check, food quality. You and I were talking off air, just like I'm salivating oh. over here, you know, ready to go heat something up at the microwave, listening to what you're consuming. Uh, amazing. Uh, it's when we went live uh, yeah, for this recording, awesome. it was already past 9 p.m. your time, and it was a beautiful yeah. 
still light outside. You know, you're yeah. teasing me on the porch, uh, which is very unkind of you. But so what what are the big ones? Is it just more neighborhood, um, you know, checking out to sort of get closer to what would be perfect? Is there anything else that's really important on your on your list? And, and towards a affirmation for you and your wife to sort of say, yep, it's a go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would I would say I would say it's probably already a go. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I think I, th- I think I think for us, um, and maybe I'm totally putting the cart before the horse here, but um, but but for us, um, I think I think me, I'll speak for me. I won't speak for my wife. For me, I want to maybe see one or two more neighborhoods that I that I like the feel of, yeah. Just so it gives me some, it gives me some options to kind of look and see for housing and some different things compare and you know. That, that will compete schools and things like that. So when we bring the kids over, we'll show, we're going to stay in those three areas with mm-hmm. the kids and, and walk around and show them, Hey, this is what it would be like. If we, it's time to go to dinner. We're not going to Uber it. We're going to take off walking and we're going to go find something. And you know, right. this, this, this is what we're going to do. So I think that's really it. We've got some, we're going to do some sightseeing probably in the next couple of days. Um, mm-hmm. Continue. Uh, they have a, they have a custard tart pastry over here that is called a pastel de nada. Mm-hmm. And every I've watched videos on YouTube and people trying them and saying, oh, this one's better than this one. I'm going to be very honest with you. Um, I have tried to find a bad one. I can't find a bad one yet. I'm going to continue <laughs> to try to find a bad one. I'm glad I, someone is, I, is I, I'm glad you're, you've taken on that challenge, Shane. I mean, that's a challenge worthy yeah. of your effort. You know, Absolutely. <laughs> I'd, I'd hate for, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I'm going to, I'm going to continue to do that. I'm going to continue to do my part, um, uh-huh. in, in helping that, uh, that part of the food industry. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so your, I, yeah, I think um, it's, uh, the... it's going to be a pretty, um, yeah, I was sorry, Shane, I interrupted you, but I was just going to say the, uh, the, all the conveniences that, you know, what, do, what can you get? What can't you get? Um, I had a bit of a, a bump in the road, in my journey, when um, I moved to Singapore, we had a young baby, and the formula that we were using in the U.S. was not the form, or maybe it was the Canada, or going from Singapore to Canada, the formula in, in Singapore was not the formula. So it's just like, oh, that was a big, you know, getting your kid on a new set of food is not something you, when they're an infant, not something you want to go through because it, it affects mood and sleeps and all that stuff. So, but oh. your kids are older, so that's not going to be an issue. And, and I can't wait to, to hear more about that. But, uh, but Shane, I just want to thank you again for opening your personal family journey to us. And uh, this is, this is the future of work. I mean, in every dimension and your the, the journey that you're on and we can't wait to, to learn more about it. Um, I wish you the best. I, you and I'll be in, be in touch every day like we usually are, but I wish you from our audience, uh, you know, a great uh, set of experiences for the rest of the time that you're there. I think it's another half a week or so before, uh, before you head back. But, uh, but yeah, anything, any, any other closing thoughts before we, before we close it out? Um, no, it, I just, you know, really, I, it, you know, it, it is, it's, it's definitely a weird thing to kind of share my journey. Um, but, 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 um, but it, right. It ties right into the future of work and, you know, what's playing out, what's, what's play, played out in your upcoming book, Work Quake, uh, which by the way, um, we're going to start, we're going to, we, we need to do an episode actually on that, uh, yeah. here in the coming weeks, just talking about Steve's book, 
uh, Workquake. You can go to Amazon, Steve Cadigan, the Workquake. You can go check it out. Uh, you can pre-order it now. Uh, it'd be great if everyone went and pre-ordered it uh, for Steve uh, and and showed some support. Um, and yeah, I think uh, this is the future of work. This is the future of our work. And um, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an interesting uh, an interesting journey. But um, I appreciate this platform to be able to share um, an insight and hopefully an unbiased and very raw um, insight into. If you want to do something like this, feel free to reach out to me because this mm-hmm. is this is what it's like. So, yeah, no, it's great, it's great. Thank you, Shane, and just a little uh, little victory on the book side. I have my first book club choose my book this week. Uh, it happened uh, a couple hours ago. I got let uh, I was notified to say, hey, we, sometimes we have Congrats. six people, sometimes we have twenty. Will you come to our last book club if we read your book? Like, Heck yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But but listen, awesome. have a great uh, have a great journey, Shane. Uh, this is Steve Cadigan with Shane Howard. This is the Work Week After Hours. Thank you uh, for listening. Share this with your friends. Uh, rate us on whatever platform it is that you uh, are listening to. Every week we're gaining more audience, uh, and we're excited about that. And we're very grateful uh, for your participation. So thanks, everybody. Cheers.